Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. I just want to say that today's guest, I mean, it's an honor. Oh. And a privilege. Oh. I am humbled. Oh my God. I Me mean, too. what a life. I mean, you're like major. Everyone. So when I, you know, I book in advance and then I have to call and book the studio. And I got so many emails like, oh my God, really? I just saw her show. Oh my God. Is yeah. she really coming in? And even the guy that came in to set up the, you yeah, know, was really the excited. equipment was really excited. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you are in for such a gigantor treat. Oh, thank you. The one, the only, oh Renee Taylor is here! Yay! Oh my God. Oh my God. Yay. Thank you. What an I could never live up to that. Yes, you can. Now, many people, I mean, I know you from before the nanny. Uh, before, you know. Me too. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I'm a okay. little faggot, short and stout. All right. So, you played, you know, Franz mom on the yeah. nanny but you have your life and you now have 
uh, a show off Broadway, My Life on a Diet, uh-huh. about your life on a diet, but uh-huh. it's really about your life right. and your relationship with food, yeah. which is all I think about 24 hours a day. Like, I am obsessed with food. Like, when I was reading about you, I was like, oh my God, she is... Like, what do you think it is that I'm in? Like, I think about food all the time. Like, that's my mm-hmm. only reward. Like, that is my love reward. Do you really want to go into that now? I guess that's a no. Th- this session could be very I know. Long. Well, I've had 22 years of therapy, and I could take you through it. Is it, it all about food? Is it? Uh, no. No. It has nothing to do with food. No, it's just like. Love. Uh, in AA, that. The thirst is really right. a thirst for spirituality. That's right. really what it is. But food mm. is spiritual. Yes. But it's a It's a search for yeah. something much deeper than right. food. It's love. It's, um, you know, the Jewish star? Yes. You know what it really means? This is the Jew bell, by the way. Anything <laughs> Jewish, we bring the bell. Okay. Okay. So uh, the two triangles, the you're two saying? The two triangles, self-love, self-acceptance, mm-hmm. self-worth. It's, Which is interesting because most Jews I know hate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Think they're pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know. Self-love, yeah. self-hate, self-contempt, <laughs> self-judgment. <laughs> That's why they needed the symbol to remind themselves. Yeah. So, Renee. Let's start from the beginning. Now, you were born to, uh, to in the Bronx yes. to Charles and Frida Wexler. Wexler. But your, your mother's... Pelham Parkway. Not just the Bronx. Oh, all right. Pelham Parkway. And your mother's maiden name was Silverstein. Jill! <laughs> um, My and, father's maiden name was Wexler. And that's funny. <laughs> and what did he do for a living? He started out wanting to be... Uh, a silent screen uh, cowboy. Really? And I talk about it in the show. He right. Couldn't ride horses. Right. Couldn't act. Right. Didn't know how to hold a gun. Right. But he had um, the big chaps. Team. Oh, chaps. So he <laughs> went to California to get in the movies, and he did. He was in one town. He left the Bronx and yeah. went. Did he, was he born here or in Russia? Russia. Okay. No, he was born on the boat coming over. Uh, really? Yeah. So does what kind of citizen? So he was an American citizen, or did, yeah. if you're born in the middle of the ocean, who? What country do you if belong to? If it's close to? to the shore, I think you're American. Oh, yeah. very nice. So Sarah Palin. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so and then he went out to California and came back. Yeah. Wow. Did they think he was crazy for going out? His parents think he was crazy yeah, for going. He wanted to be in the movies, and nothing happened. Well, he was in a Tom Mix movie, and he died in the movie, in the battlefield. Oh, I thought he died, period. And my mother was very taken with that, because my mother had a secret yearning to be a star of the silver. Really? Yeah. So she stayed home with you in the Bronx, or no? In the Bronx, but she always told me. I would be. I was destined for great things. She believed in horoscope and wow. Yeah, and she did my horoscope when I was born and told me I was going to be a great superstar. Well, yeah. she was right. Almost. What do you mean almost? <laughs> she only became a legend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then you went to public school. Yes, PS one hundred five in the Bronx. And then, did were you popular? Were you? No. They they put. Um, 
the stickers in my hair. I remember crying. What kind of stickers? You know, those stickers that grow. Oh, like uh, the things that we used to throw at each other as kids. Yeah, yeah. They'd fall off the tree, the little sticker balls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why? I don't know. Maybe because I was Jewish. Mm -hmm. And and maybe they were... um, Jealous? uh, Yeah, but also better than. No, they weren't. They're assholes. I hate them. they think... Yeah, they, they think they are. They're better than. Yeah, go fuck them. Higher what are they doing thou. now, those motherfuckers paying to see tickets? Paying to see you. Paying That's a right. lot of fucking money. That's right. Okay, so then uh, did you go to college? No. I was lucky. I I went to Miami Beach. We lived there. Right. And um, then I came back because we didn't have the money to pay the rent because my father was a bad gambler. That's in the show. Right. So in the middle of the night, we always left and came back to New York. Right. We'd go to Miami Beach. Then in the middle of the night, we'd come back because we lost everything. He lost everything gambling. Now, that's horrible. Did he have a job? Well, he he was called a weatherman, which uh-huh. was whether he wanted to work or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and whether and he wanted to do something or not, he had a lot of big dreams. So right. He would, so he always just got it worked enough to go to card games, right? The Elks Club to become a gambler. Wow, that's very unJewy. Really? Don't you think? Or no? Is that Jew? Be again, there are a lot of Jewish gamblers. I, isn't Kazan the dreidel? Oh, you, yeah. father was a bookie. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. And uh, you know Gabe Kaplan, who was uh, Welcome Back Carter. Uh huh. He is not allowed. They paid him off to not go into a casino because he knows. Does he? Does he? He counts the cards because he's really smart. All right. Anyway, so all right. So then, first acting job. My first. Job. Oh, I was a slave girl in the Purim pageant. <laughs> I, I wanted to be the. I wanted to be King Achashverosh because uh, I, you know, I'm a lesbian. But so I used uh, to be like, I want to be King Achashverosh, and like, no, you're going to be Queen Esther. I'm like, no, I want to uh, be. Yeah, uh, you were a slave in the Purim play. Yeah, That's great. and I still belly dance. Wow, so that was my first job, nice. belly dancing across stage. But you know, I just faked it. Right. And then um, Melvin Douglas was the king. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so in 1968, are you married yet in 1968? No. You're not married yet. Well, no, I was married. Bill is saying you're 1965, married. 1965. Okay, so you were married. Okay. Yeah. So you meet your unbelievably talented husband. Yeah. May he rest in peace. I'm so oh. sorry for your oh. loss. Thanks. Joe Bologna. Not Jewish. Now, were your parents upset that not you? Not necessarily not Jewish. Really? Yes, because now when we went to Bologna, right? It turns out Jews took the name Bologna. Uh, so they, when we went there, they thought he was Jewish and I was Italian. Really? Yeah. So he was part Jewish. From well, we're all Jewish. You I know. know what I mean, we're all nomads, and we're all right. Jewish, and right. we're all except for Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, he might be. The no, lost, I don't want tribe. him to be. He could be the lost tribe. No, the lost tribe is African-American. Well, he's part. We're all part Ar- African-American. That's true. We are yeah. all from Africa. Yeah, I know. But 
and Egypt, we all started there. All yeah. right. Kemet. <laughs> you know what? You're getting on my nerves. Okay. okay. One Sorry. thing, though, I do have some feedback and questions from the audience whenever you have okay. a chance. Okay. Uh, what? Oh, you want it now? No, I don't really want it. I want, I want to get into her life. But. Great. Uh, Barbara Silver says, um, this is from Facebook Live, says, can't wait to hear this one. Uh, Nikki Luongo says, is she planning on writing a book? She has written a book and a play, but yeah. another one? Okay, Nikki. I yes, I am. You are. I'm oh. going to write the next thing I'm going to do is called The Book of Joe. And it's about my um, relationship with him. And that is that. that continues even after his death. I have a very romantic relationship. I can't. I I am going. I have questions about that. How okay. two people in show business can have such a strong, amazing bond and work together? Like it's not. It doesn't happen. No, we just had a lot of fun. You have to not take it seriously, right? I was just telling Bill this morning the first job that we ghost. Uh, was how to be a Jewish mother, and right. we were sitting in a uh, car in the snow, and the reviewer said, this was ghosted by Renee and Joe, which you're not supposed to say right, when right, the show right, is ghosted. Right. And he said, we hear they're married. It's a good thing they are because they have each other. It's the only thing they have. And I was crying, oh, we don't have anything. <laughs> and he said, look, if that's the one we ever have is each other, that's pretty great. And oh, kind of who was this fucking asshole that wrote that? Somebody on the, I shouldn't say who, but it was somebody, the producer. I don't know. Is it is the person? I know. Is that person it. alive? I don't think so. Maybe Good. they're a ghost. Dead. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees.
you need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So you you graduate high school. Uh-huh. Okay. When do you start performing? Performing. Graduate high school. Came to New York to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Right. And then when I got out of the academy, what did I was... I was an extra in a lot of B-movies. Right. In New York? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of B-movies. Cop Hater, The Mugger, right. Street of Sinners. Right. I was an extra. And then, then when I was 19, I was in a, a restoration play, mm-hmm. the rehearsal, written mm-hmm. by George Villiers, the Duke of Buckingham, and others. Mm-hmm. That's mm. the credit. And others, <laughs> which means he didn't write a fucking thing. Yeah, probably it's yeah. William Shakespeare and right. others. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's not William Shakespeare at all, if you ask me. But really, I'm writing a show on that. Okay, great. Not about you. Go. <laughs> it's all about Renee today. Yeah, starring Renee. Oh, what was the question? Okay, so that you you d- did be movies, and then yeah. and then now you were you did comedy. You know what? I did. There used to be a magazine called Show Business, Leo Schulz Show Business. Right. It's probably before your time. Right. And I would look at the ads. If they needed a singer, a dancer, a comic, whatever they needed, I would go there and be that. Wow. Yeah. I had never danced. They said they're looking for French dancers. I went there. They needed singers. I never sang. I went Did there. Did they and ever sang. say, get the fuck out of yes, here? A lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked myself up. That and... is like, I love your mother for, for putting that in you, that you're going to be the great. Do you think that was what did it? That she was so like, you're destined for greatness that you. I, maybe, because I always would say I've been thrown out of better places right. than this. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good attitude. That, now, That's was awesome. she a good cook, your mother? No. Terrible? She would say, give me. I'll do anything. Don't make me eat your Really? Anything. Because her recipe is you put a flunkin in a pot with yeah, some water. Flunkin. Yeah. And when it's burnt, yeah. it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I also read that uh, she used to put a can of green beans in the pot and burn them. Yes, yeah. she did that. When it's dry. When it's not dry enough. <laughs> when the water's gone. <laughs> Don't oh make me eat my God! So the first time he came to dinner at my apartment, uh, I said, "Come to my apartment. I'm going to make you dinner." And uh, I gave him some champagne, and then I gave him spaghetti, and he said, "What is? What the hell is this? Is this spaghetti from a can?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> he said, "You give an Italian spaghetti from a can?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's Chef Boyardee. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really know anything about it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Let's get Phil Rosenthal in here. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, you worked at the Bonsoir and Barbara Streisand opened for you. Opened for me. 
She, they said she was, she opened for you. Oh, right, right. And then I, when I met her years yeah. later, uh, I love this I story. I said, remember, but this will go no further than this network, right? Okay. Years later, I said to her, uh, "I opened for you," and I made some kind of a joke, right? And now, I don't know. Uh, I made some kind of a joke, and now I said. You'd open for me or something. Right. And she said, hardly. No! That was a joke. But yeah. she, I was joking, but she didn't get the She joke. didn't trick, yeah. Because she takes her... She cloned her dog. That's all you need to know about her. That she had a dog, and then she wanted another dog exactly like it, which she could have gotten, because they all look the fucking same, but then she clones I her know, dog. but what about the soul? What about the, where does the soul come from when you're cloning? Yeah, it's different. It's, it's a different dog. Different soul. I know. Okay, so I heard that she opened for you, and then at late years later you met her, and she was doing some of your jokes. No, 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 no. That's no, what actually, I read. Actually, um, she remembered my routine. Right. And when I saw her. She and Marilyn Bergman used oh, to do it. Yeah. And she'd say, Marilyn, you know, let's do Renee's routine. Oh. And she did the routine. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. Hardly. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe so, she was joking. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah she seems very happy-go-lucky. So. Uh, <laughs> she has a pretty dry sense I'm of humor. And I'm a Jewish girl from New Jersey. Like, she was, you know, that's what you... That's what every Jewish girl, grew, you know, was like. Yeah, but I'm she gonna be... had a hard life. You yeah. know about the her father. Upper, yeah, yeah, terrible. The mother, the, 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 this, the, the, the stepfather. The, the, uh, terrible. Yeah. Just yeah. terrible. She had like a Cinderella child. Yeah. All right. Well, now she's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, okay. So, how did you meet Joe? I we had the same manager, Buddy Allen, and he said, "I'm going to introduce you to somebody." you're going to have a comedy rapport with. Oh, the, so the manager knew that you guys would get along. Yeah. And so I met him. I just Where where did you meet? Uh, in his office. Uh-huh. And I m- walked in as I was walking towards Joe. Yeah. I said this is it. This is the man I'm going to marry. No way. Yeah. This is it. Did he know too? No. He said to himself, this woman's looking at me very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was doing, did you know Swami Muktananda? Well, like the Swami would do, like boing. Right, right, that's, right, right. That's how it was when I saw Joe. <laughs> it was like boing. Your eyeballs boing. popped out of your head. So what was boing. your? So you meet in the office. What's yeah. when do you meet again the next time? Like what? Um, oh, I was working on a comedy album then called Sex and the Simple Girl. Right. It was a satire on Sex and the Single Girl. Right. And so he was going to meet me. He came with his party, Rudy DeLuca, who now Mm. works with uh, Mel Brooks. Oh. And uh, he was going to, um, they were going to maybe, I was going to hire them to work on my album Mm -hmm. with me. Right. And so they came over my house and when they were leaving, Joe said, well, which one do you want to come back? And I said, you. Oh. So he came back that night, hours later, and he said he was expecting me to be in a negligee or something. 
and I had changed my blouse. Right. That was it. <laughs> and we just talked all the time. We just talked. And, and and I had some routines that I would do for him. Yeah. And what I loved about him was he laughed at places that no one, no else, one else laughed at. So he really got you. Yeah. So you had a boyfriend, I understand, who uh, you were in a show, and he you come home, and he's in your dress. No, I I, I rented a costume that I right. was going to wear. Okay. What, the internet sucks. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. Uh, and it was Lana Turner's costume. In right. The Postman Always Reads Right, twice. that's right. Okay. And, and he found the costume that I hid, and he was wearing it, and he looked much better than that. <laughs> So it's over when when your boyfriend looks better. So you in walked your... in on him wearing yes. your dress. Yes. And I mean, shorts. and it were you like, over. what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I was. It was like it was over because he looked better. He looked better. Right. I have to move. Did this you think that he was um, gay? No, but there's a lot of people. Who I dress know. What is that clothes. with the straight men that dress in women's clothes? Well, sometimes yeah. you know we need to get in touch with our feminine side, yeah. and that's one way of doing it. I know, but you because know, you put it's on like a dress, they hate and women. Every I feel like straight men. A lot of straight men do not. You know, I mean, there's gay men who hate women too, but it's like. You know, you sit there like all these white guys telling us, you know, you know. But Je Esther Williams told yeah. me she walked up in on her husband. Really? And he was wearing. Her bathing suit? No, he was wearing a, a dress of hers and a blouse and skirt. And, he, and she said to him, because she was very witty. Right. She said stripes and polka dots <laughs> and flowers don't go together. That's all she said to him. Did they remain Lex married? Lex Barker. He was a very sexy guy. Wow. Yes. Yes. Did they stay married? No. <laughs> she had a lot of men. Wow. She, she was married to Fernando Lamas. Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, at MGM, these men all married right. the same woman. Um. So We have more questions whenever. Okay, wait a minute. I just have to... Um, so Marilyn Monroe was in your acting class. Yeah. She was beautiful. She was really beautiful. And and uh, I wanted to be her. That's, really? I wanted to be her. And I told her I wanted to be her. And she didn't think there was anything wrong with that. She didn't say, you want to be me. Right, right. Like I would be... What? No, you don't. You know? <laughs> No, you you say you want to be you. <laughs> right, right. So, what was she like? Did you know this is she was at Lee Strasberg, right? Yeah. Was she already a star? Yes, she was a huge star, but she was not respected because she was in movies, and they just said, you know, she's a dumb blonde and right. it doesn't take anything to do. Right. Did you think she was dumb? No. Um, she's. Jewish, by the way. That's why I'm doing that. Because she married Arthur Miller and converted. That's what I said. She converted. Yes. She told me she wished she was Jewish. Really? And I had an interview with the Jewish Forward or what magazine right. was it? And they said to me, did she really wish she was Jewish? I said, yeah, she converted. Right. What is that? I know. I think everybody wants to be Jewish. You right? do? Absolutely. I do. You do? Yes. Even the Jew haters? Yes. That's why they hate them, because 
it's something they don't feel they can really attain. They don't feel they can attain the talent, the creativity, the intellect of Jews. Neurosis. Um, also, uh, Elvis was Jewish. Did you know that? No. Yes. One of his grandparents, his wow. mother's father, or, or one of them, and he has a Jewish star on his grave. Oh, that explains a lot. It does? Yes, about his mother. Thing. Yeah. He had a big mother thing. Yeah. That's why he really couldn't have relationships right. with women. He had a big mother thing. Really? Yeah. Um, wait, I have to look at my notes. Pam Caskell wants, uh, wants us to ask you about Merv Griffin oh, and yeah, your experience so, on his show in the 60s. So you... You, you and Joe, how long before you were together a year and then you got married, right? No, six months. Six months. Yeah. I knew it was it was soon after. And you got married on the Merv Griffin show? Merv paid for the wedding, yes. You didn't, he didn't air the wedding or? He did. It was like a, a, a Rheingold wedding. Right. You know, where you would have Italians and Jews singing right. and dancing. It was like a Rheingold wedding. And he said he'd do it if he could show it on the show. Right. And Joe, I was I was on his show when I was telling him about the relationship. I said, I'm going out with this guy mm -hmm. and um, he's Italian and we we went to Tavern on the Green and they asked me um, if I wanted what kind of a wedding and I said chicken and they said it was $25 a person. Wow. And then they said, do you want chairs? <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, that's a lot we can't afford it. He said, let me give you the wedding here. I said, oh, what a great idea. And Joe was in the audience going, no, no. <laughs> and afterwards on the street, I had an argument with him. He said, why would we get married? On I said, first of all, it's free. Free, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford it. Right. Two, your family and my family's against the marriage. But right. if they're on television and it's They'll act happy. Dead, oh, that's smart. Happy. That's very smart. So yeah. that's where he agreed with me. That's where he agreed. That's so great. Uh, Romeo and Juliet had it all wrong. Yeah. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. You worked with Grace Kelly? Yes. What was I she didn't like? I work with her. Are you just, just new? Were you I friends with her? her? Yes. And she And I gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I asked her what she was practically anorexic when I know her. And she I asked her for her diet and it was uh, yogurt and water. She <laughs> <laughs> Yogurt and water. Yeah, that'll keep you thin. Ugh, I'd kill myself. No, I've, I had yogurt today. Okay, but not just yogurt and water. No, yogurt and peaches I had for Oh, breakfast. I enjoy peaches. Good dessert. Yeah. <laughs> Liz. Um, Cary Grant. I was an extra in uh, a movie in Central Park with him, and I sat down next to him. I say close enough to smell his cologne and his lunch. 
and years later, uh, I went to the Grace Kelly Monaco Ball. Right. And I said to Joe, every time Cary Grants gets up to dance, I want you to get up and dance with me, and we have to get very close to him. And he said, how close do you want to get? And I said, to smell his cologne. <laughs> and we always did. That's how You just I smelled just... Cary Grant's cologne. cologne. Oh, my God. Was he so handsome? Oh, my God. You know who else was handsome? Uh, Anthony Quinn. Oh, yeah. He was very handsome. I met him at the Academy Awards where we were nominated. Right. And uh, Joe and I were first married then. And uh, I was so starstruck. I still am. That I, I, I said, uh, oh, Mr. Quinn, I want you to meet my husband, Joe, below, 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 below. <laughs> I couldn't think of the rest of his name. And uh, Joe said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Joan Crawford. My mother uh, and I went backstage oh. to get her autograph. And my mother said, she did this with everybody. She was on first name basis. She'd yeah. say, uh, Joan Frieda. That's <laughs> what she did with everybody. And Perry, Perry Como, Frieda. Oh. Uh, Dame Judith Anderson, Dame Frieda. <laughs> was she so proud of you? Uh, was she so proud of me? Oh, yeah. Because when we were doing Lovers and Other Strangers, she came backstage and uh, she said to uh, David Suskind, he said, I'm very interested in doing this play. And she, my mother said, $250,000. <laughs> and he said, where'd you get that number? She says, look, it's witty, it's trenchant, it's today, it's pithy. That's how she would talk. Oh, that's so like, awesome. Yeah, movie reviews. Oh, I love that. Um, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Wow. I, he came to class, and I said He back. was in your class? Yeah, they all came. Jimmy Dean, they all came. Wow. I sat down next to him, and I said, are you going to leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know. Why not? <laughs> what about um, James? You little minx. What about James Dean? Oh, he's, I saw in The Immoralist. You're mm -hmm. too young. How old are you? 55. Really? You look much younger. Really? Yeah. I love you, love you, love yeah. you, love you, love you, love you. Maybe you saw Jimmy Dean then, did you? In The Immoralist. No, I don't remember. He didn't have any lines. Uh-huh. And he took the play. He he was playing the lover of Louis Jordan. Mm -hmm. He was a young Arab boy. Mm -hmm. And he just sat down and looked at him through the whole play. And whenever Louis Jordan got up, he would get up and walk. He just... That's all I could say is he looked at him. He went just through a whole lifetime. And, and it, no lines. No lines. And it really taught me you don't need any lines to steal the play. You don't need any lines. It's true what Stanislavski said. There were no small parts. You know, like even parts. I saw Three Tall Women. Did you see uh -huh. Three Tall yes, Women? Yes, yes. And the, the son that, that comes in and yeah. no lines. Yes, he was wonderful. He was amazing. He was amazing. But how about... Uh, What's her name? Oh, my God. She was otherworldly. Awesome. 
I mean, awesome. But you know, I saw her at Orso's. Um, yeah. And she kept going out for cigarettes. Can no. You imagine? Yes. I thought. How, how old can is she? Eighty something. Yeah. How can eighty three? How can you? Smoke and do. A I know, like that. and she's doing another. She's doing something King else. Lear. King she's Lear. doing. What is her name? Who are we talking? What's What's her um, name? Oh my God, Glenda Jackson. Glenda Jackson. That's right. Famous fleeting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Famous fleeting. Um. Okay. Wait a minute. Uh, Buddy Williams uh, wants to tell Ms. Taylor uh, that Made for Each Other was comedy gold. Uh, yeah, Made agreed. for Each Other. You uh, you wrote that with. Your Joe, husband, Joe. Joe. Yeah, is that your real name, Gold, or did you? Yes, just take real it? name. My this is interesting. So I'm Gold. My father was Harold Gold. Uh-huh. My mother's maiden name was Ruth Goldberger. Mm. Her mother, Dorothy. Uh-huh. Her maiden name was Greenbaum. Dorothy Greenbaum. She became Ruth Dorothy Goldberger. And her mother, Hannah. Her maiden name was Goldberger as well. So my parents were second cousins. Uh, my grandparents were second cousins. Wow. That's why I'm gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> so it went Goldberger, Greenbaum, Goldberger, Gold. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm so Jewish. I thought maybe Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, they mm-hmm. look alike. Still yeah. your name. Yeah, Karen Johnson. Um, okay, so, so you are... Taking act, you're getting booked, but you're you're writing with Joe, correct? Yeah. Um, and he was the reluctant one. I said, "Why don't you write with me?" He'd say, "No, I'll, you know, I'll do it, but off the record." And I said, "No, you have to put your name on it." And right. He said, "Why?" He, I said, "You have to take responsibility <laughs> with me. I'm not going to be out there alone." Renee Taylor and others. <laughs> yeah. Um. You were you wrote you co-wrote Lovers and Other Strangers, uh-huh. which is our first play together. Right. And then we did it on Broadway and we nominated for an Academy Award and we said, This is so easy. Yeah. The Oscar after you made it into a film. Yeah. This we said, This is easy. Show business. Why do people say it's hard? <laughs> How old were you? Mm, 32. 32. Yeah, that's when it's good. It's good in your 30s. And then all of a sudden, shit. Um, how old were you when you had your first child? Um, I didn't want to have a baby because I was afraid I wouldn't be a good mother. Right. You know? So he said, oh, Joe believed in me. He said, yes, you will. And I had these dreams that I gave birth to a poodle. <laughs> a black poodle. Uh-huh. And I remember when my son was born, my psychiatrist said, see, I'm glad you had a real baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What does that mean, a black poodle? Did they? Did you ever figure that out? It means something good, actually. It does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't have that dream. All right. Um, so <laughs> then you have, how did motherhood change the trajectory of your career? Did you end up staying home and being a mom? It changed my career because... It it gave you perspective. You, you really right. saw. I got pregnant when we were doing Lovers and Other Strangers right. on Broadway. Right. And it was like, who cares about the play? I'm having a baby. We right. We were like the first people who ever had a baby. That's how we acted. Right. I remember going to the hospital and yelling out, 
we're having a baby. <laughs> like we're we're having a baby. Right. No one else is having a baby but us. And so it just it just really relaxed me, and I I really didn't care as much about things as I used to. You know, it used to be like somebody would say it's only a play. I'd say only right. a play. Right. It's so. I mean, having kids. I have two children, but it it the focus isn't you anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's so it does give you a whole other life. That's yeah. you know, like you, important. Yeah, and that they. How old are yours? Uh, ben is going to be seventeen next week. You're kidding. <laughs> and Henry's going to be twenty-two in September. Oh my god! I know. I can't believe it. And I can't were be- you goes- always a comedian? Yeah, I never did anything else. And how bad is how that? How did it change you? Well, I was obsessed with my career, uh-huh. like, and then, I mean, I'm still obsessed. You know, like, I still want to work, and you know, but. My happiest times are with them. Like that's, yeah. I, I mean, like the, nothing compares to hanging out with my kids. Nothing. Uh, Don't you agree? Oh yeah, my son, my son is my son, is a writer director. Right. Gabriel. Gabriel. He's gonna be doing a Holocaust movie now. He worked. Every day he went to NYU and did Holocaust studies. I said, I love him. Are you crazy? How can you do Holocaust studies all day long? This is so upsetting. Right. Why? Why do you want to study about the Holocaust? A son that comes from two comedians. Right. Why? (laughs) Why? And he said, I'm going to start crying. He said, because I want to understand. Wow. You created that. That came out of you. I don't know why. We were we were always funny around the house, but not funny enough for him. Right. Was, so is he doing <laughs> he's doing a movie like a documentary or a no, no actors and Oh, a big. I have to be in that. I could be a German guard. You could. Right? <laughs> I could be like the tall Nazi. You could, but that, you That's your to... own movie. Yeah. Yes. The Tall Get Nazi. in there. Get in there. <laughs> what is your name? What is your name? Huh? No. So. You know Brenda Barr, the Maurice Sanders? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Movie. You have wow. to do this line. So they call me concentration camp Earnhardt. <laughs> do you remember what that's So from? they call me concentration. From the producers, no? No, it was Wait. from... Uh, to be or not to be. Oh, Jack to, yeah, 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 yeah. Get in there. What is your name? You look Jewish. You have curly hair. All right. So um, you have kids, but did you work while they were little babies? When I was breastfeeding, I was in uh, A New Leaf. And uh, Elaine May said, oh. I love her. I love her. I love her I love so her. much. So and her much. daughter. 55 years I knew her. No. I was in her daughter's first play. I played the queen in Rumpelstiltskin with Gina Berlin. Yeah. Oh my God! You, your career is fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And she played Ava Braun. Oh, okay, yeah, I played Ava. You Braun. did it. You did play Ava Braun in the producers. Yes. Did and you I, talk like this? Yeah. Uh, I, when I saw Mel Brooks a couple of months ago, he said, "Did I ever thank you for?" Being in the producers, he said, 
I said, no. He said, well, I thank you now. He said, I remember your audition. After 300 girls, you came in, and he imitated what I did when right. I auditioned for him. Ich liebe, ich liebe nicht. Ich liebe, ich liebe nicht. And he remembered that after like 45 That's years. That's unbelievable. my audition. Yeah. The New York Times once said that you have the body of a sausage or the figure of a sausage. Oh, my God. Once I had a fight with with my son, and he and he pulled that on me. Oh. He did not. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> it's like you, you were fighting, and he said, well, you have a figure like a sausage? <laughs> I said, no, I don't. He said the New York Times said you <laughs> did. <laughs> you know what Henry did, my older son? Love they this. Na- this is t- true, too. That he, um, they named a sandwich after me at the Carnegie Deli years oh. ago. Oh, uh, so which one? So I'll it was all one. there's. They closed. Oh, yeah. So they were stealing oil. They were oh from another building. All right. Yeah. So, so mine was all dairy because I was like everyone does meat. So I did a bagel, cream cheese, uh, creamed onions. Oh, slice it. Oh, lox, creamed onions, slice of oh. tomato, and cream tearing on the side Ooh. and uh, they called it the Goldilocks anyway oh where do you get it now and when I go buy bagels and I go to Barney Greengrass and buy my shit alright anyway in so Judy's kitchen yeah in my kitchen so uh, I went I remember Henry was home after and uh, he came home from school and I was like oh my god they're gonna name a sandwich after me at the Carnegie Deli hmm. I'm so excited and he said oh what are they gonna call it the who's Judy Gold oh my god <laughs> That's as good as uh, right. a sausage. I know. <laughs> so I was like, uh, um, A, you're not in trouble because it made me laugh. And B, I'm putting it on my ass. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I know. Wasn't that good? Yeah. Um, okay. So, and then you have a daughter as well who's a musician. Is she? No, no. I she call do- his wife my daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, she's my daughter-in-law. Okay. She's a ZZ? Mu- music. Yes. She's a music. Is she Jewish? No. Well, she what? could be. She could be. <laughs> how about how you don't even care that much? I love that. No, okay. she could be because she's part Greek. Uh-huh. Part, oh, yeah. Part Brazilian. I mean, we're all Jewish. Everybody's That's part right. Jewish. That's right. Right. Except for I David Duke. So, um, I bet he is. I bet that's yeah, his problem. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, they let you say asshole? Oh, I can radio? say whatever I want. Really? Do they let cut it rip. It no, it's a podcast. Oh. Uh-huh. You can say whatever you want. I mean, on Apple, it says, you know, strong language. We have an explicit rating. Yeah, explicit. First of all, the fucking president can say whatever the hell he wants, you know? He makes. Wait a second. Is he still president? Yes, he's What's still. Today? today. What's today? <laughs> what time is it? You know, if I always he, have to check. Uh, if he question. can make Andrea Mitchell say pussy on national television, then, you know. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's Just Kill Me. Oh. Don't forget to turn. Uh, for part two on Just Kill Me no, it's not. It's just, just kill me. No. No, Judy Gold's just no, kill me. Just, just, just kill me now. <laughs> our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.